0: Hello, I'm Stu Sensei and welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast, the place that helps you unlock your English ability. Let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Stu Sensei English podcast with me Stu Sensei. Today we have Will here, teacher Will, and we're going to be talking all about pronunciation. So a lot of students come to me and ask about pronunciation. You know, it seems to be very important at the moment. It seems to be something that many students worry about. Um, you, traditionally we, we think everything has to be done with a teacher, but do you think these days with all the technology we have that um, improving pronunciation can be done at home?
1: Most definitely. I, okay. Great question. So let me dive into this in a little bit. So with respect to pronunciation, let me say it like this. Pronunciation to me is important. Um, it is based on, or it's one of the components from my opinion, or in my opinion, it's one of the components of fluency. What becomes important to me is, is that from my perspective, um, whose mother tongue is English and who knows how to speak French. Fluency, the ability to communicate, in this case, English with ease, the same way that you communicate your mother tongue is important. Um, Under fluency is clarity, the ability to be understood, intonation, the rise and falling of your voice, Um, enunciation, how you stress particular words or syllables, and then actually the aspect of pronunciation, how you pronounce or say words in English. So yes, to me, it is extremely important. There are overall three ways in which a learner can he or she improve their English and or their English journey as it relates to pronunciation or any other aspects, so I'm answering your question. Number one, you can do self-study. So if a learner has a desire to improve their pronunciation, what can they do by themselves? There's a virtual plethora, myriad, various information on social media that is afforded to a learner where they actually can do pronunciation on their own. What can they do? They can. There's a technique that you and I are aware of, Stu, and I'm sure other learners might be as well. Studying, mimicking and copying. So whomever you decide you think is a good pronouncer of English, regardless of their nationality. Notice I said that Hear that learners regardless of their nationality. They can mimic, copy and shadow, make, you know, try to imitate the sound and then make it their own. That's number one. Another aspect in terms of self-study is is that one aspect is to understand the phonetics of English and how the words are pronounced in sound or use. Again, various different videos on that. Another way to improve one's pronunciation. Um, You can record yourself. And I would actually say, make a video of yourself record yourself and therefore look at what sounds are being produced and also your body language and compare it to someone that you think is a good pronouncer of english why do i say actually make a video of yourself because what happens is most think of your native language those listening when you communicate there's two forms of communication verbal communication what comes out of your mouth and nonverbal communication having an understanding of that is very important Another aspect to uh, improve your pronunciation or do it by yourself, you can do something that's fun, which I like to do. You can sing songs, singing songs. If you have a copy of the lyrics next to you, it's good because it's a great way that you can produce the sounds, improve your pronunciation through fun. So those are particular aspects that you can do as it relates to self-study. If you feel as a learner that your pronunciation is not where you want it to be, or you're feeling that you have difficulty, then what you can do is, if it's your desire, if you have the time, if you have the resources, if you feel as though that you want to make an investment in yourself, you can go to a language school or a language institute where hopefully someone there in that language school will help you improve your pronunciation, give you a sense of confidence. Another option for you is is that, again, so you have self-study, you have a language school, you have a language institute. If you feel that you need additional help or support, then you have an opportunity to find a teacher, a coach, a tutor online, face-to-face in your city to help you with your pronunciation. I say all that to say is, is the following, is that oftentimes learners, to your original point Stu, oftentimes learners have this need with respect to pronunciation and some learners feel trapped. They don't know where to begin. They feel a sense of insecurity or shyness My point is, is that learners, you have three ways to improve your pronunciation. Again, self-study, language school, institute, or teacher. Find the way that works best for you. And if you are comfortable only doing self-study, not a problem. But yet, if you're not, again, if you're not uh, comfortable where you feel as though your pronunciation is correct or you're getting the right nuance, then govern yourselves accordingly with the other. But yes, at the end of the day, there's tons of material out there to use, so yes, it's possible to self-study.
0: Okay, great. Um, do you think, like we we traditionally, and I say we, but traditionally the ESL industry um, polarizes the pronunciation side of thing, and just in is just very uh, vague as well when they say British and American English, because there's so many varieties of both, and there's so many other varieties out there. In the, in the world, um, do you think that this can cause a problem for someone who's trying to practice pronunciation on their own, because maybe they don't know that there's 40 accents, 40 different ways to say something in the UK and multiple different ways in America, and, and maybe they're doing a bit of both. They could be trying to practice with an Australian speaker, an American speaker and a British speaker. Do you think that these mm. causes, cause pro- issues?
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, I might say something that might most learners might not have necessarily thought of, or um, certainly um, we can agree to disagree. I, you know, if you're part of the ATW family, I like to, you know, encourage people to think critically or outside of the box, or kind of like kind of expanding on what we said. I think what is important in my own journey is, and I'll use myself. For me, one of the things I had to understand. Uh, And I'll take this perspective as a learner and then also as a teacher. So when I learned, when I was learning French, you know, back in the day before the world of the, you know, social media and the digital, you know, explosion of all of this, you know, content that's free and applications. When I was learning French, what was important to me was, is that I wanted to have the right pronunciation in French. I did not worry about having a quote-unquote native French accent or, or you know, producing like the sound, like, okay, I want French accent. No, for me, I just kind of like, I wanted to be able to produce, you know, the sounds in French, whether it was accent de goût, accent de grave, for example. I say that because, you know, language, whether it's French, or in this case, particular English, it, the goal of a language from my perspective is to communicate one's thoughts, wishes, desires, okay? For me, I think what happens, so that's from a learner's perspective. When I got into the world of ESL, one of the things that I noticed when I first started, and again, this was back in 2006, where is, is that I saw a lot of content and content providers can do whatever he or she wants to do. I saw a lot of content providers, you know, accent, 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 British accent, American accent. And I think from my own sense of integrity, I think what I've learned as a teacher is a couple of things. Number one, it is important from my perspective, and not only from my perspective, but research, linguistically speaking, shows there is a difference between accent and pronunciation. And oftentimes I think what happens is is that learners conflate the two, think of them as the same, whether that is blind ignorance or whether they're unaware or whether they have been respectfully conditioned into a particular parameter of what English should be. Accent, for me, the definition is the distinctive way in which you speak. A person speaks. I would relate it to their, their mother tongue. Let's say, for example, that you speak Japanese, you speak Arabic, you speak French. Let's say, for example, I live in Saudi Arabia. I live in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. People in Jeddah have a different accent than people in Riyadh. The accent is different. It's part of, I would make the argument, it's part of their, who they are. Your accent is part of your identity. It's shaped by your cultural, socioeconomic levels, education levels, and other factors. But yet, why a person, if they're a native Arabic speaker or a native Japanese speaker, they are able to speak to each other? Why? Because they are fluent in their respective mm. language. And they know how to pronounce the words in the respective language. English is no different. So I think sometimes for me, accent and pronunciation are different. They're confounded. Now, to your next point with respect to whether, and you make a valid point, Stu, whether you know it's British accent, British pronunciation, American pronunciation. What I say, what I believe, and again, this is just my thought my perspective, What I believe is, is that one has an opportunity, if they want, to speak English naturally. I believe it's important to pronounce your words naturally before natively. Now, let me say, there are those individuals out there that have a desire to sound like a native or have a native accent. Personally, (laughs) I have no problem with that if they choose to do that. But that having a native accent is something that is optional, not mandatory. Now, some people make the argument that's for another, you know, live stream if you invite me back. But don't you think that
0: when they say something like that, they don't actually mean the I always take it. They don't actually mean the accent. They just want a high level of success using language and they attribute accent or pronunciation as part of the way to being highly successful because they see that's the way it being communicated.
1: I think that is an excellent point that you mean and I think that is a variable yes and I would say from my perspective or in my opinion I think that what is important to understand at least from my perspective is is that there's a terminology whether people agree with it or not is I think two things number one native speakerism exists for those that don't know what that means is is that You know, it is a belief that if you have a particular, if you have a native speaking accent, in this case, typically like British or American, then that is considered the gold standard. That is considered something where you will achieve a level of success that will be the thing where, you know, you'll fit in, you'll not be isolated, you'll get the job and hopes of your dreams. And so from that is, is that also that I think that if native speakerism exists, and and it's not just what I think there's tons of scholar you know, scholarship or scholarly information on that. The next factor is, is that, hey, you know what, that having a Native accent is, you know, British or American is, will give me the tools to success, where, again, I will not feel as other that I won't be bullied. Because again, a lot of people listening to this podcast, you know, their English is not their first language. Um, Again, so I do agree that, from my perspective let me say it like this too because native speakerism exists because uh and as a result native uh, accent discrimination is a byproduct of that that yes there are some people that view it as like yes this is the thing that i view as success but i think there's also a, an, another percentage of learners at least that i've had the opportunity to work with whether in courses or speak to is that they literally believe that there's something that matter with them because they're not native
0: yeah yeah I've and so
1: yeah. for me Uh, What I would say is this, if you want to have a native speaking accent, that is great, figure out what native accent that you want. And then that takes months or years. I'm from America, my mother tongue is English. So in America, for example, there are over 30 different accents as it relates to American accent. Figure out which one you want. It takes months, if not years, to actually produce that sound. But again, what is important to me is, is that, hey, you speak English naturally, Focus on your fluency, focus on your pronunciation. Last point would be the following just because a person has a certain accent, in my perspective, or from my perspective, does not mean that you will be accepted by the greater society, or does not mean that, oh, you'll get the job of your dreams. Because, why? There are images out there. Let's, for example, look at uh, Celia, uh, what's her name, the famous. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, or
0: hey, I always give you some um, example. Cruz, someone who's amazingly you know, someone, famous yeah, and communicates to many fam- people.
1: Exactly. Who's a famous and they maintain their accent and yeah. yet their English, their pronunciation and their fluency is, is, is brilliant. It's they pronounce words better than I do. So again, I think it's important to understand the difference between the two. And ultimately, you have to do what a learner has to do, what works best for them but I do think it's important to distinguish between the two and recognize that sometimes the, and the reason I say Stu, final point, the reason I say speak English naturally and not natively, or it's kind of like, you know, I say to the ATW family, when people say, oh my God, teacher Will, I wanna speak like you, I love your accent. When people say that, I'm like, thank you very much. I hope that you prefer my pronunciation, my intonation, my clarity, my my body contact. But what I would say at the end of the day is it's kind of like, listen, there is a psychological aspect where I think you and I are privileged because we were, you know, we were born in native English speaking countries, right? And, And for me, I do think that sometimes what happens is accent becomes so prevalent and an end desire for people that it sometimes prevents them from speaking English or pronouncing clearly And also it puts up this thing, well, I'll never be better. I'll never be as good as a native. And I don't think sometimes learners, whether they recognize that, want to admit that or not. And and I believe that language is very powerful. And so for me as an instructor in this small universe of the ESL community and as a, as a, a small content provider trying to make a value, I think words are very important and what you say and how you say. So for me, you know, when people come and say, oh, I have a native accent, I want to. Speak, I was like, no, you don't need to speak like me. You need to speak yourself. You need to own your language. And then if indeed you want to have a particular accent, fine, mimic, copy someone. But that's not the end all be all. So I know that was kind of uh, a lot of information, but I hope that helped.
0: Oh, 100%. It does, because does, I just want to, tap on to the end of what you've said there um and finish up with saying like like you said like the uh people have this this thinking about how speaking like a native is like the top of the pedestal but I always translate it to being similar to football as in Cristiano Ronaldo he has one style of play and of course I'd love to play at the same standard as him but there's many different ways to get to that highest level and you don't have to do it one way you know there's not exactly. one method same exactly. with accent and pronunciation so you can decide what you want to do but pronunciation is obviously the key thing to be as clear as possible and improve communication I think if you're going to focus on anything an accent doesn't have anything and can, a good example is Arnold Schwarzenegger of course and I think that psychology what you were talking about come it comes from us like you know the The countries traditionally for history who have been the most powerful have had the biggest effect on the world, and it gradually goes throughout the world you know it's a slow transition and I think some of that still runs from like in the past early nineteen hundreds where kids in England were being sent to certain public schools to improve right. lives and to give themselves a better opportunity and that was an attitude in the past, but obviously that's changed a lot since right. back then right. and but it's still filtering through and just because of the internet now obviously that accent was for me accent's kind of a marketing term in my personal opinion it's a weak point and and people want to improve it they know they're not as good as what they want to be or what they see is the top of the ladder right Uh, um we have this new generation of teachers who are trying to explain communications the key thing like right where even if you make errors with your grammar um, you're still communicating it excellently well. The the art of communication is still at the top level and where it needs to be. That's the key right. thing: grammar or right. pronunciation or anything that comes into that.
1: One hundred percent. The only thing I would add on briefly what you said is not only do I think that it is perpetuate. I, I think it is. You said something. It's a marketing play. It's a marketing tool. And again, content providers can do what he or she whatever wants. But I also think it is perpetuated by the learners itself. You know. <laughs> having a sense that you're worthy, that you are enough. Recently, I was on a, on a live stream on a particular application, and I had an individual um, from, um, I won't use the name, but they were from China. And this is, you know, I've heard it in China, Japan, other elsewhere in the world, where the, the learner literally said, I'm not native, I'm not good enough. And I said, wait a minute, hold on a minute, give me my passion. I was like, you are enough. I was like, stop buying into this thing that you're not enough. I said, you are enough. And so sometimes not only is it perpetuated by the industry as a whole. And again, you know, I've sometimes gotten in trouble from colleagues or learners when I mentioned like native speakerism or accent discrimination. I'm kind of like that exists. And whether or not a learner wants he or she wants to deal with that or the industry wants I can't fight those particular battles, but I do think it's important at the end of the day, Stu, to say what you said, where it's like, you know what, we give people choices, because sometimes, you know, I've heard it in my own, it's like, oh, I don't like this particular accent from this particular country, I don't like how these particular people speak. Well, wait a minute, if English is a global international language, do learners, and I, and I, I, will, I, will, I think it's a responsibility of the learners, Representation to me is important. English is a global international language. There's an opportunity if learners want to, to hear the language, English, the global international language, in all its diversity with different accents and different dialects. Maybe one of the reasons why a particular person doesn't like a particular accent is because they're not used to hearing it. So again,
0: I was literally going to jump on the end and say it's a it's that form of weakness that we all feel when anything that we do in any type of skill where we feel weak, we automatically blame the thing that we can't, Exactly. you know, when you're like your car, you can't open the car door and you say, oh, the bloody car again, you know, this attitude we have of everything in life it's not, it's a normal thing but
1: exactly and yeah. I you know I mean and I listen I again my mother tongue is English listen have I been you know listen I'm not going to say that you know again it's for aspirational because I do want to be sensitive I mean there are certain environments and certain cultures that if you don't have the native accent that you know you won't get a job your students won't hire you. So I understand that reality. So again, I'm sensitive and I have empathy toward that. And in that particular case, I'm like, listen, you have to do what you have to do. You know, make decisions that work for you because I can't tell someone, you know, here I am from America and I'm like, okay, I live in William land, for example. And this actually happened. Uh, uh, I was doing a live uh, live Instagram one day with a colleague of ours. They're from a quote unquote, non native English speaking country. And he was like, teacher, well, listen, let me break it down to you. He was like, if I spoke English with the same accent that I did my mother tongue, my students wouldn't respect me. I wouldn't get a job because that's what they need. And so how do I argue with that? So yes, I understand it. But again, I think the responsibility, at least what I try to motivate or inspire to learners, and I'm like, okay, you want representation, you want the different dialects, you want the different accents, it's up to you, the learner. You can get that or you can't. I have nothing against American accent. Obviously I'm American. But for me, I, I, I guess coming from my experience that I have, I just don't want to consciously or subconsciously make someone feel less than, and I hear it all of the time. Just because you're a native or just because you, you know, Just because a person is a native does not make them a better teacher, just because a person has been someone quote unquote from a non native English speaking country. It's a job it's an art and just because I have let me say this final point. Because I don't want to get too passionate and Stu throws me off the live off the podcast, let me say it like this, just because a person has a native accent if I have a native accent great I have a northern Jersey accent well that's great. But if i can't pronounce the words if i'm not clear if i don't have a sense of confidence it does not matter what accent i have and i think that is the thing that i've tried to instill to people that choose to follow me or take some of my courses it's kind of like own the language be proud of who you are focus on your clarity and pronunciation and then let's worry about accent accent is the icing on the cake i use this video that i did where it's kind of like hey You know, think of English as a cake. You have flour, you have yeast, you have eggs. You know, that represents your pronunciation, things of that nature. And then once you get that, hey, people like different toppings, vanilla, chocolate, butterscotch, for example. That's accent to me. But if you don't have the foundation, if you don't pronounce words, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what accent you are or what accent you have. I'm done. I'm sorry, Stu. I was verbose.
0: I apologize. I think, yeah. Sometimes we're, it's an obsessed, obsession is probably the best way to put it. And um, I think the key thing is working out how to communicate before you try and do a 100-meter sprint in the Olympics, you know. so That's the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check out Will at Ask Teacher Will on Instagram. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Ciao.